At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. President of the United States must fire FBI Director Christopher Wray, and the Senate must hold hearings into Fox News to see if it can be stopped and if the Murdoch's citizenships can be revoked. The FBI first, because this is an immediate, urgent, clear, and present danger to the president and to the democracy itself. There is, without question, a significant element within the Federal Bureau of Investigation that is loyal not to the United States, but to Donald Trump. And this has been permitted to continue by Director Ray, and it continues to grow under Director Ray. And if unchecked, it will grow into something that will interfere with the indictment of Trump and the prosecution of Trump and the conviction of Trump. And we know this because it has already happened. And the director who turned a blind eye to it as it happened, a Trump appointee, has to go has to be fired by this president right now, regardless of the blowback. Extraordinary reporting by the Washington Post reveals that starting last May, the FBI Washington field office, including its now suddenly retired ex-chief Stephen D'Antuono, tried to stop the criminal investigation of the hundreds of classified documents Trump stole including at least one document detailing the nuclear capabilities of a foreign power, tried to, as the Post writers phrased it, shutter the criminal investigation altogether in early June after Trump's team asserted a diligent search had been conducted and all classified records had been turned over. In short, these FBI agents, who must be identified and dismissed, were willing to take a criminal suspect's word for it. And despite the disloyalty of these agents in yet another FBI bureau gone rogue, this abrogation of their duties to this country, there was something even worse. Again, quoting the Post, two senior FBI officials who would be in charge of leading the search resisted the plan as too combative 
and proposed instead to seek Trump's permission to search his property. So the original version from May 2022 of this planned criminal irresponsibility by the FBI in the Washington Bureau under the command of Bureau Director Christopher Wray, a Trump appointee, was to simply refuse to conduct the search the Department of Justice and a judge had signed off on and insist Trump's word, Trump's lie, should take precedence over all that. And then the fallback position was to slow the investigation down. And the next fallback position after that a month later was for two senior officials to refuse to execute the search warrant unless Trump permitted them to enforce the laws of this country. Fire them all and prosecute them all where possible. Quoting again, some agents were simply afraid. They worried taking aggressive steps investigating Trump could blemish or even end their careers. What? You are afraid the suspect will say mean things about you on social media? So you propose to prevent his prosecution? Is this a new policy? Can I go out and steal a billion dollars tonight, provided I can make FBI agents fearful that I will speak badly of them on this podcast? Quoting, the FBI agent's caution was also rooted in the fact that mistakes in prior probes of Hillary Clinton and Trump had proven damaging to the FBI, the Post also writes, and the cases subjected the Bureau to sustained public attacks from partisans, end quote. Let me translate that. The rogue FBI field office, no, not the one in Washington, this is the one in New York, the rogue FBI field office used the threat of leaks to throw the 2016 election to Trump. And one of the lead New York agents was just arrested for working for the Russian who employed Trump's campaign manager. So naturally, the FBI cannot do anything now because it might damage Trump. The Bureau also couldn't handle sustained public attack from partisans. Seriously? Criticism, justifiable, actionable criticism, but still just criticism was too much for the big G-men to handle. What are you running there, Chris Ray, the nation's most important investigative force or a bunch of snowflakes worried about how many likes their tweets got? And to a larger question, the Post's account describes dialogue and running arguments for weeks between the Department of Justice and these senior FBI figures and within the FBI itself. Why was this permitted? The argument should have gone like this. FBI, we're the Department of Justice. You work for us and the people of this country. Do the job or you are all fired. That's what the dialogue should have been. The one flaw, in fact, in the Washington Post's reporting here is to present thousands of words about what reads like a, a decahedron of approaches or a kaleidoscopic jumble of different options and a spectrum of reasonable options being debated. There was no such spectrum. To use the old joke, the gamut should have run from A to B. There are missing classified documents. Trump is a known serial liar, con man, kleptomaniac. They had tried to resolve this scandal with him unofficially and secretly for one year. About the documents, Trump and his lawyers lied 
and lied again and lied in writing. A search warrant was issued. Go in and execute it or you're fired. The Post does not report this nor anything like this, but there is reason to believe the FBI actually sort of did this, sotto voce, with this former head of the milk toast agents working in the Washington field office. In November, this Stephen D'Antuono went from the plum job running D.C. to retired. At a meeting at the FBI in August, D'Antuono was, quote, adamant the FBI should not do a surprise search. D'Antuono said he would agree to lead such a raid only if he were ordered to. D'Antuono also questioned why the search would target presidential records as well as classified records. This idiot wanted to call Trump's attorney, Evan Corcoran, and asked him to let them do a voluntary search without a warrant. They trusted Corcoran, who represented Steve Bannon. They trusted Trump. Those they did not trust or did not trust as much were their own employers at the Department of Justice, the judge who issued the search warrant, and evidently the people who wrote the goddamn Constitution of the United States of America. Quote, we are not the presidential records police, D'Antuono said, according to people familiar with the exchange. You're goddamn right you're the presidential records police, you halfwit. You're the presidential records police or the whatever police we tell you to be. Whatever the law tells you to be. Jesus Christ, is there no way to recall this coward D'Antuono back from retirement so we can fire him and take away his pension? You want money later in life, sir? Get it from Trump. There is often a robust discussion, the Attorney General Merrick Garland said when asked yesterday at that farcical Senate hearing about this nightmare scenario of the FBI trying to overrule the Justice Department and thwart the prosecution of somebody before it could even begin. He added, and it's encouraged among investigators and prosecutors. I will say this in passing before I get back to the larger point about cleaning out this corrupted, preening, dilettantish element in the Bureau, irrespective of the actual prosecution of Trump and the special counsels and all that. Merrick Garland is as useless a public servant as I have ever seen. This is a man who seeks the middle in a time in which the middle is exploited day and night, 24-7, by the far right. When whoever said, and it was not Edmund Burke, that the only thing necessary for evil to triumph in the world is that good men do nothing, the good man he meant was Merrick Garland. Fire Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray and do it simultaneously or one after the other or have Garland fire Wray and then Biden fire Garland. But this bullshit over Trump has to stop and it has to stop now. And if we need an entirely new FBI to make it stop, so be it. Trump was sitting on top of a cache of classified documents. He had lied about having returned all of them. He did try to prevent their return. He and his lawyers are almost certainly guilty of obstruction of justice, just about the searches, never mind the espionage and the documents. The FBI agents who tried to slow walk, then stop the investigation were wrong. And the DOJ counter-espionage prosecutor, Jay Bratt, who for a time humored them, was right. 
So if the agent's refusal to do their jobs is not sufficient grounds for firing them, and if the agent's attempts to interfere with their boss's decisions about prosecution is also not sufficient grounds for firing them, and if the agent's willingness to defer and remain loyal to Trump is also not sufficient grounds for firing them, the agents were also all wrong. And certainly that alone is sufficient grounds for firing them. And where was Dantuono's boss during all this? Where was Christopher Ray? Why, he was on Fox News. Christopher Ray sat down and gave an exclusive interview to Fox Non-News, and he did it the day after the second tranche of Dominion defamation documents was released, confirming finally and for all time that Fox News is not merely just a brand name, it is an oxymoron. It is not a news organization. And the director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the one who put this cipher Dantuono in charge of the Washington field office, should not have anything to do with Fox non-news. He just thumbed his nose at every American who knows the elemental fact. Fox oxymoron. Included among the Americans who know that elemental fact is Joe Biden. And Joe Biden must fire Chris Ray and fire him now. And now to Fox. And I'm afraid Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer does not see it and does not get it. Schumer took to the Senate floor yesterday and said, quote, they need to stop giving a platform to dangerous and entirely unfounded conspiracy theories. They need to do that. Schumer's staff released a copy of a six-paragraph letter that he and the House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries wrote to Rupert and Lachlan Murdoch and their operational heads of Fox Non News, Suzanne Scott and Jay Wallace, and it was addressed directly to Rupert Murdoch. As noted in your deposition released yesterday, Tucker Carlson, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, and other Fox News personalities knowingly, repeatedly, and dangerously endorsed and promoted the big lie that Donald Trump won the 2020 presidential election. This sets a dangerous precedent that ignores basic journalistic fact-checking principles and public accountability. They're just down the street from me here. I can see the Murdochs. And Jay Wallace and Suzanne Scott rushing now to Google this weird phrase in there that they had never encountered before. Fact? Checking? Principles? To continue from the Schumer-Jeffries letter, quote, This is even more alarming after Speaker McCarthy is reportedly allowing Tucker Carlson to review highly sensitive security camera footage of the events surrounding the violent January 6th insurrection. We demand that you direct Tucker Carlson and other hosts on your network to stop spreading false election narratives and admit on the air that they were wrong to engage in such negligent behavior. Fox News executives and all other hosts on your network have a clear choice. You can continue a pattern of lying to your viewers and risking democracy or move beyond this damaging chapter in your company's history by siding with the truth and reporting the facts. Ah, Senator, that'll do it for sure. I'm confident Rupert and Lachlan and Tucker are quaking in their boots right now. A letter? Where are the subpoenas? Where are the warnings about prosecution of Rupert Murdoch for giving the Trump campaign an illegal donation in kind? 
when he let Jared Kushner look at the Joe Biden commercials during the 2020 campaign before anybody else had seen them. Where is the threat to Murdoch to put his 91-year-old ass in jail if Carlson shows or posts a second of the January 6th video? Where is the request for all the above names first available dates for a Senate hearing? Fox News executives and all other hosts on your network have a clear choice lying to your viewers or move beyond this damaging chapter. Seriously, Chuck? Rupert Murdoch made that choice when his father died and left him the Adelaide News in Australia in 1952. Rupert Murdoch already destroyed that country and Great Britain, and he's done more damage to this one than Osama bin Laden did. A choice? Move beyond this damaging chapter? What do you mean damaging? News Corp reported a profit of $1,700,000,000 last year. A choice. I hate to break this to you, Senator Schumer, but Rupert Murdoch made that choice, and if he had to make it a million times again, he would choose lying to his viewers over moving beyond every single goddamned time. Never mind giving Rupert Murdoch a choice. Give him a subpoena. Give him a set of Senate hearings. Give him, for once, something to be afraid of. Because, Senator, the horrors you correctly describe in your letter to him did not stop the other day. Tucker Carlson promoted the big lie last Friday night, and he will do it again, and they will all do it again. And if you are not going to use your position of having a majority in the Senate, you should go, too, with Christopher Wray and turn that position over to somebody, anybody, who is willing to actually fight the Rupert Murdochs and the Tucker Carlsons of this world and the Christopher Rays and the Stephen Dantuonos. We need fighters. Instead, we have Merrick Garland and Chuck Schumer. Doesn't anybody notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. ahead of us in this edition of Countdown, I will give Merrick Garland credit for something. He not only ruined several of Ted Cruz's attempts to fashion sound bites for Fox News during that hearing yesterday, he burned him big time when Cruz couldn't tell the difference between a leak and a court filing. Okay, so apparently I got the personal account of Senator Mike Lee of Utah briefly suspended yesterday. Ironically, I was trying to do him a solid and make him look like less of an idiot than he really is, which is a big idiot. Mike Lee details ahead. And I need a break from this stuff just for the time it takes me to tell you the story of the day I met the great actor Walter Matthau and discovered that this most impersonated of Americans did impersonations of sportscasters, including me. That's next. This is Countdown. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Countdown with Keith Oberman. Postscripts to the news, Larry. Some headlines, some updates, some snarks, some predictions. Dateline Twitter, an account called Based Mike Lee, was the latest to repeat the Russian disinformation about Ukrainian President Zelensky. Zelensky said he and his people are fighting Russia in Ukraine now so that NATO and America will not have to fight Russia elsewhere and send its sons and daughters to die there. These Russian asset accounts have been editing down the soundbite, so it seems as if Zelensky was saying America will have to send its sons and daughters to die in Ukraine. So this based Mike Lee account with an avatar of Utah Senator Mike Lee repeated this crap twice yesterday. And an acquaintance of mine who is the BBC's reporter in Beijing asked me if that could really have fooled a sitting U.S. senator. And I said, not a chance. Not even Mike Lee is that stupid. I also pointed out that the account was only started in July of last year and whoever had started it had paid $8 for a Twitter blue checkmark and used that moronic word based in the handle. So I reported the account on Twitter as impersonation of a sitting senator, because who cares about Mike Lee? But there really shouldn't be such accounts on Twitter, and I thought nothing of it. And then at 1.32 p.m., Lee tweets from his official account, quote, My personal Twitter account, based Mike Lee, has been suspended. Twitter did not alert me ahead of time, nor have they yet offered an explanation for the suspension. My team and I are seeking answers. Well, I I provided them. I tweeted, I did it. But instead of contacting me, Lee reached out to the two guys who run Twitter, this guy Musk and uh, this other guy Cat Turd. And like an hour later, Musk tweets, this personal account was incorrectly flagged as impersonation, which is not totally crazy since it is based. I guess that's a joke. Who knows with Musk? And I did it. I got a senator's account suspended. They restored based Mike Lee, and Lee is very grateful, and he's very, very stupid. Staying in the Senate, Dateline Washington has suggested earlier, if at his general purpose appearance in front of the Senate Judiciary Committee yesterday, the only way Merrick Garland could have said anything less or anything dumber would have been if he had been a senator himself, but... In the middle of an attempt by Ted Cruz to create some nice sound bites for Fox News, Garland did blow Ted Cruz up, which is nice. As you know, the FBI raided Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home. And subsequent to that raid, there have been multiple leaks 
about what was discovered there, including a photograph of documents that were discovered there. Did, did you know about the leaks the from photo- that rate? The photograph was a filing in court in response to a motion filed by Mr. Trump. It was not a leak. As the kids say, boom. Ahead, the late great actor Walter Matthau, who loved sports so much he used to gamble on baseball spring training games. Think about that for a second. He also loved sports so much he did impressions of sportscasters, including me. The story of the day I met the great star of the movie The Odd Couple, coming up. Thank you, Nancy Faust. Before the Walter Matthau story, time for the daily roundup of the miscreants, morons, and Dunning-Kruger effect specimens who constitute today's worst persons in the world. The bronze, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. Tweeting, quote, Sometimes a meme says it best. The meme is captioned, Map showing the only place my tax money should go to, and it's an image of Earth, but with everything except the United States erased. Well, everything except the continental United States. Bobert apparently doesn't want her tax money going to Alaska or Hawaii or Guam or anything else not among the 48. And if that's the new rule, I don't want my tax money going to her district in Colorado. The runner-up Congressman Byron Donalds of Florida, who some are suggesting would be the Republican nominee to succeed Ron DeSantis as governor of Florida. Problem is, Donalds ain't too smart. He has confirmed to Scott McFarlane of CBS News that he met with the January 6th defendant, Victoria White. She was free on condition that she would not return to Washington, D.C. in the interim, and then she went to the Capitol to meet with Capitol staffers and January 6th defendants and Byron Donalds, who inside the Capitol met with one of the vermin accused of attacking the Capitol and trying to overthrow the government Byron Donalds was a part of. But our winner, Rhonda himself, Governor Rhonda Santis, the man who wears those high-heeled boots so he doesn't look like the shrimp he is. Not only did he use the levers of Florida government to take away Disney's control of the community in which it built Disney World in the early 70s, but he's now appointed a board, the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District, to monitor not just what Disney does there business-wise, but what Disney puts in its entertainment products. The board includes the head of a, quote, Christian ministry and the president of the local cell of the Federalist Society. DeSantis has told them to force Disney to stop, quote, trying to inject woke ideology. I think all of these board members very much would like to see the type of entertainment that all families can appreciate. Like governor men in high heels. Like all fascists, DeSantis has left the final stage of his scheme to direct every Disney movie and TV show, and maybe ESPN, to chance or, or God, because he thinks God works for him. DeSantis has left out Disney's obvious solution here. How much would another community 
something in the Carolinas or, I don't know, Louisiana, maybe San Juan, how much would they give Bob Iger and Disney to close the current Disney World in Orlando, Florida, and put up a new Disney World in their town? And what would become economically of Orlando without Disney World? Then Iger could take all the irreplaceable stuff from the old Disney World and move it to the new place in San Juan, and then invite DeSantis up to the shell of the old place in Orlando and let him watch as Bob Iger burns the remnants to the ground. Supervise this. Ron, wait, my victim won't just stand still while I slap up at him? DeSantis, today's worst person in the world! At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Still ahead on Countdown, a break from my trips through the Fox Files to instead tell the story of one of the nicest celebrities, probably the nicest, I have ever met. First, in each edition of Countdown, we feature a dog in need. You can help. Every dog has its day. Today it is Magnus, and Magnus was saved from the New York City pound by happy-go-lucky Mastiff Rescue. But as often happens in that hellscape of the New York pound, Magnus caught pneumonia in the pound and is now at an animal hospital being treated, and while they are hopeful he will pull through, the expenses are piling up, and the rescue right now is stuck with all of those expenses. If you can donate, you can find Magnus on my Twitter feeds or even just contact the veterinary emergency group directly at 212-222-3500. It's 212-222-3500. And just your retweet today will help him. I thank you. And Magnus thanks you.
Finally, the number one story on the countdown and my favorite topic, me and things from my career and my life. And it is to me amazing, even after all this time, that you could meet somebody just once in your life, but years later be moved to tears upon learning of their death. Then again, the man in question was named Walter Matthau. And if he was not the most popular American comedic actor of the last half of the 20th century, he was close to it. And maybe more importantly, he was the most skilled, minimal touch American actor of the last half of the 20th century. In other words, he was the man who on stage or on camera seemed to be doing the least amount of actual acting while still keeping you utterly convinced that the guy you saw on the screen was not Walter Matthau, but was Oscar Madison. And was not Walter Matthau, but was Max Goldman. And was not Walter Matthau, but was Willie Gingrich. And was not Walter Matthau, but was Mel Miller. Even though Mel Miller had a southern accent, smoked a pipe, had horn-rimmed glasses, and supposedly went to Vanderbilt. We all knew Walter Matthau. It felt like we knew him personally, because he managed a miracle every time he performed. It was all him up there, and yet, at the same time, it was not him at all. Anyway... October 1st was his birthday, which is what brought this extraordinary man to the front of my mind again. I will get to my meeting with him. First, Walter Matthau's best friends as an adult were his partner in half a dozen films, Jack Lemmon, and my dear friend Norman Lloyd, the one-man history of Hollywood who we lost in 2021 at the age of 106. Norman loved Walter, and Norman loved talking about Walter, and there was an amazing amount of things to talk about about Walter. Norman told me that on the last of the Grumpy Old Men movies that he and Lemon made together, I think it was called Grumpy Old Men Were Doing This for the Money, Mathau wanted to wrap up one day of shooting quickly. He was scheduled to film a scene in a water slide made up to look like a sewer through which his character was escaping. As the lunch break was called, he said to Lemon, Come on, Jack, let's go rehearse the water slide thing. This way we can do it in one take. Get the hell out of here. Anyway... Don't you have to wait an hour after eating before you can shoot through a sewer? They went to the sewer water slide set. Walter Matthau grabbed the raft he was supposed to ride, and he jumped in. As he went through it, he studied all the corners and where the cameras would be so he knew where to make his faces. And seconds later, he was shooting out the far end of the water slide onto the giant inflatable 12-foot square air mattress placed there to break his fall. Or he would have been doing that, except it was lunch and the Teamsters had deflated the mattress and then moved it away because the set was on lunch break. So Walter Matthau, then 73 years old, came flying out of the water slide onto the pavement. He broke his collarbone, which is just about as painful a thing as you can break. No! Walter Matthau screamed. Jack Lemmon raced over to him. Walter, Walter, are you all right? No, I'm not, Jack. Call 911. Ow! Ow! Lemon panicked. Can I help you, Walter? Can I, can I get you something, Walter? Yes, Jack, get me 911. Ow! Ow! Lemon continued to panic. But, but, but till they come, are you okay? Walter, are you comfortable? Walter Matthau was in sheer agony, but he realized through the fog of pain that one of the oldest jokes in show business was actually happening to him, finally, in real life. Am I comfortable? Uh, uh, I make a nice living, Jack. Ow! Ow! My friend Norman Lloyd used to go hiking with Walter Matthau in the Hollywood Hills, and he told me that one day Walter was unusually quiet. The two had gone a mile or so, and Matthau suddenly stopped and grabbed Norman by the arm. Normie, did you know at the end 
Beethoven was so deaf he thought he was painting? Norman smiled, snorted, and started to say that it was the dumbest thing he'd ever heard. But halfway through Norman's sentence, Mathau had already turned away from him and was back walking again. Another mile passed in silence, and now Mathau slowed down and faced his friend. Normie, this is important. I have something to tell you. Norman said his heart skipped. He thought there was something wrong. What is it, Walter? Did you know at the end Beethoven was so deaf he thought he was painting? Now Norman just shook his head. As they completed their five-mile hike through the hills, Mathau stopped roughly once every mile and repeated the same line. Did you know at the end Beethoven was so deaf he thought he was painting? Norman told me, it totally unnerved me. When we got back to where we parked our cars, I felt like I had to avenge myself somehow, so I blurted out to him, Walter, did you know at the end Beethoven was so deaf he thought he was painting? Norman said Mathau looked at him, screwing his great craggy face into a resentful sneer as he did. What the hell are you talking about? Thought he was painting. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. As I said, I met Walter Mathau once. When I was a local sportscaster in Los Angeles, I was invited to host a charity event at the Hollywood Park Racetrack. I ordinarily did not do these things because to do them, I would have to take the day off. But when the organizers said, oh, and, and Walter Mathau will be there, I just asked for directions. First time I had ever imagined what it was like to be a sports writer or to be a sports broadcaster, it was when I was nine years old and I saw Walter Mathau portray Oscar Madison in the movie The Odd Couple. It was exactly what I wanted to be and where I wanted to live and how I wanted to eat. And I wanted to get a chance to tell him that. So at the charity dinner, I screwed up my courage, I introduced myself, I told him all that, and he replied, I hate you. I was so crushed, I almost passed out. And clearly, Walter Matthau recognized this. No, 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 I don't hate your work. I watch you every night on Channel 2 Action News, you and, and Jim Lampley and Bree Lampley and Jim Lampley. But I hate the fact that you don't have an accent of any kind. Where are you raised? Iowa? I did not know where this conversation was going. I said I was from the Bronx originally. Is that right? I'm from Brooklyn. Could you tell? The hell kind of speech teacher did you have yet? You sound like Iowa. I explained my father had said that if I wanted to go into broadcasting, I could not talk, quote, like the rest of us. Walter looked away from me and then back and he said, very wise words. Your father was a speech teacher? No, I said, architect. His eyes flared. How in the hell does that work? I started to explain when it suddenly dawned on me that we were discussing this only because he said he hated the fact that I did not have an accent. I asked him why. No accent means I can't do an impression of you. Well, this caused me to pause. Impressions? This is 1991. In 1991, Walter Matthau was one of the top five most impersonated voices in America. Anybody who did impressions, good or bad, professional or amateur, anybody did a Walter Matthau. You did your Sammy Davis, your Howard Cosell, your Walter Matthau. Wait, I said to him, you do impressions of sportscasters? Yes, he said proudly. Would you like to hear them? I said, I'll pay cash. I don't normally do these, but seeing you are in the business, I, I will. 
Just for you. Uh, I practice these a lot, by the way. 20 years later, Norman Lloyd confirmed for me Mathau did do sportscaster impressions. He did practice them a lot. This was not some sort of bit. Now, back in 1991, Mathau cleared his throat. He shook his shoulders. Let's start with the best. And it sounds something like this. Hello, everybody. This is Vin Scully at Dodger Stadium. What do you think? It sounded exactly like Walter Mathau. Didn't sound like Vin Scully. It didn't even sound like a bad impression of Vin Scully. It didn't even sound like a bad impression of Walter Matthau. It was, it was just Walter Matthau talking. Thinking quickly, I said, Uncanny, Mr. Matthau. Thank you. I work on Vinny especially hard. He's my favorite. Now the big mouth. Hello again. This is Howard Cosell at ringside. How about that one? I think I got most of the inflection. Goodness, Mr. Matthau. It's like he's in the room with us. This went on for many minutes. Kurt Gowdy, Chick Hearn, Al Michaels, several local L.A. radio announcers. I cursed myself for not having brought a tape recorder with me. Walter Matthau did impressions of sportscasters, and they were all terrible. But he said he couldn't do one of me because I had no accent. I was complimented and crushed. After a very nice event saluting his friend and neighbor in the front row seats at the Laker games, Dr. Robert Curlin, we called it an evening, and as everybody got up to leave, I asked Walter Matthau to autograph my program from the dinner. My pleasure, he said. Nice work tonight, but I still don't get how your father, the architect, was also a speech teacher, but never mind. In the program, he wrote this. Listen, Keith, quit kidding around. No, don't. Walter Matthau. It was lovely. And then he did something that took my breath away, something I have tried to do anytime circumstances permitted me to. He picked up his program, he handed it to me, and he said, Now, you sign mine. Can you believe that? I only met him the one time. But that gesture stayed with me to such a degree that this happened. Nine years later, I woke up at the crack of dawn to go host the baseball game of the week at Fox Studios in L.A. It was Saturday morning, July 1st, 2000. It was nine years and about two weeks after I met Walter Matthau. And on the all-news radio station, there was one big story that morning in Los Angeles. Overnight, the great actor Walter Matthau had died, heart attack, aged 79. I burst into tears. Thank you for listening. Countdown has come to you from the studios of the Alderman Broadcasting Empire. High atop its headquarters in the Sports Capsule Building here in New York. Here are the credits. Most of the music was arranged, produced, and performed by Brian Ray and John Philip Chanel, who are the Countdown Musical Directors. Produced by TKO Brothers. All orchestration and keyboards by John Philip Chanel. Guitars, bass, and drums by Brian Ray. Other Beethoven selections have been arranged and performed by No Horns Allowed. The sports music is the Olderman theme from ESPN2, and it was written by Mitch Warren Davis, courtesy of ESPN Inc., Musical comments by Nancy Faust, the best baseball stadium organist ever. Our announcer today was Larry David. 
everything else was pretty much my fault. So that's countdown for this, the 786th day since Donald Trump's first attempted coup against the democratically elected government of the United States. Arrest him now while we still can. The next scheduled countdown is tomorrow. Until then, I'm Keith Olbermann. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and good luck. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.